Welcome to Espresso Shot. I'm Sarah. Uh, I am the director here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. I have no idea how many years I've been in the industry at this point. I feel like they're all blurred together. Uh, just been doing this a while. That's about all about me. <laughs> and I'm TJ. Uh, I'm an event manager here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. Um, I've been event managing for three and a half years. Don't know. Something bro. like that. Um, but have been in the event industry for a long time. Espresso Shot is a podcast about the staff, faculty, and students of the Bush School of Government and Public Service. The recordings take place in our studio here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center, the Allen Building, or the comfort of the guest's office. Each episode, we will inform you of the individual's unique qualities, contributions they bring to the college, their work and or experience throughout their time here. Welcome. Welcome. It's Press <laughs> Our guest today is Cassandra Maduzia. Yay. <laughs> what kind of last name is that? Where's that um, from? It's like an anglicized Polish name. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. There's really Polish. no wrong way to pronounce it. I've heard it always. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Cassandra is a two-time ag, and one of those times happened to be at the Bush School. She loved the school so much, she ended up getting a job there. When not working or bringing her dog to spread some joy, you can find her on the local theater circuit. I like and that's that about it. Circuit. <laughs> she doesn't really leave her house, which is a lie. We've determined that was a lie. <laughs> um, she just wishes she never left her house. <laughs> she likes to do introverted things like read or play video games or watch movies or do art. It's a simple life, but a good one. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's your favorite video game? Mass Effect. What the heck is that? Um, first first like person a, shooter? Yeah, it's like a it's a first person shooter and it's a sci-fi fantasy kind of game set in the future. It's amazing. Might have to have our kids play with her one day. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I will play that game all day, every day. Well, eventually she'll dive into her greatest passion, which is space. Yeah. But apparently that's for another day. Or at the end. Or today. Yeah. yeah today. I'm curious about that one. Um, space space do you play fallout um i'm trying to get into fallout Mm. i played one of them and i the bunker confused me so i stopped that's fair but yeah i've been told i need to try new vegas Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's a lot better yeah okay yeah all right so (laughs) welcome (laughs) all right so the simple question first Mm -hmm. sort of what is your position within the bush school so i'm an administrative coordinator two I don't know why they put levels at those, but I am level two at the Scowcroft Institute of International Affairs. It's all politically based. It's how they determine what your pay scale is. Great. I love that. At least you know where you stand, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so so what does an administrative assistant do? I'm a coordinator. Sorry, administrative they're, coordinator. They're different. Um, so an administrative coordinator basically is supposed to handle all of the administrative business of an institute or an organization. But I, in my position, I also handle um, the marketing, the program coordination, um, the publications, <laughs> yes, like as assigned. Uh, yes, I, I do. I do a lot more than just administrative stuff. That two percent is TJ's favorite line. She it uses is. it on me frequently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like it's more than two percent. Yes, it just depends. If your job then involves, then it becomes 
more than 2%, but it's actually part of your job instead of the 2% of butter duties that is assigned. Do you even know what your technical title is? Program coordinator too. Hey, we're both twos. Yay. So sidebar. Yeah. Um, have you heard of two percenters? Yeah, the Aggies that are no, not- no, 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 no. Those are one percenters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are two percenters where it started. I'm on the different scope. I'm on the negative aspect. So of that. outside of A and M, okay. <laughs> the two percenter term. I had to Google it because I saw a tattoo and I was like, mm, that's curious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's apparently two percent of the population that cause mass disturbances. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's like individuals that are like. And they're 2% of the population that just wreak havoc. <laughs> so we're twos. All right. Yeah, yeah. that's where I was going that with can that. Be I just want to note that I'm not the one that derailed us this time. <laughs> I looped it into what we were actually talking about. Sort yeah. of. It was relevant. Y'all don't wreck havoc, though. Mm, eh, d- define wreck havoc. I feel like the ones that wreck havoc that actually fall into that 2% are probably ones that, like, actually have like a criminal record or do serious things no at all not necessarily but it's still there but they don't realize that they're wreaking havoc and causing (laughs) disturbances that's like the real kicker on it whoa i know that just totally blew my mind i know because i feel like i don't have the two on my title but i definitely (laughs) cause problems (laughs) so how long have you worked here (laughs) a little over a year Dang, it's already That's been it. over a year. It's been, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. only been a year. It's only, I know. Oh, my God. Can we get, get rid of her? But no, I came here <laughs> February 1st, 2022. Yeah, that was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so feel it's like, like it was you literally your... just last semester. Mm-hmm. So it's like you had a birthday and then your. I had my anniversary and then I had my birthday. Yeah. yeah. When's your it's birthday? A great month. Um, it's gone. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. I'm just curious. It's, if you um, had Facebook, you would know. <laughs> I'll boycott Facebook until I die. That's fair. Too much drama on there. Not real. It should be false book. <laughs> it's meta. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the main draw to the school. So why did you want to go to school here? Well, when I graduated with my history in undergrad, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life besides... I wanted to help people and I wanted to understand how the world actually functioned because I realized I really don't understand anything. And so (laughs) I was looking into programs because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my career, what I wanted to do with my academics. And I just was like, why not get a master's? Because what else does do you do when you don't know what to do with your life? Spend more money. Spend more money. Bar- bartend? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so I actually stumbled upon the Bush School, and I <laughs> didn't know they existed. And then turns out I already submitted a request for information like two months before. And then a real person emailed me back and was like, hey, so it looks like you already submitted for a request for information. And I went, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were a real person. I thought this was automated. And next- Does that real person still exist within the college? Yes, <laughs> yes she does. Uh, next thing you know, I was interviewing there and then they, for some reason, accepted me. And the rest is kind of history. Yeah. <laughs> a history degree i am oh i see what you did there i didn't get it either <laughs> it's fine <laughs> sorry it's fine. i'm still on the uptake so 
<laughs> so, you, so you just stumbled across the Bush School. Yep. Which is an awesome story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you loved it so much you just stuck around? Um, I actually had a really weird career path after I graduated. So I graduated in 21 and I already had a job. And it was an internship that kind of took me through my last year. It became a full-time position. It ended up not working out. So I left there, went to be a character actor at Santa's Wonderland. And then I came here. (laughs) Now I'm disappointed I can go to Santa's Wonderland. (laughs) Yeah. Disappointed that all the times I did go. I know. I didn't know she was there. (laughs) So what character were you playing? Um, I was the postmaster, uh, Tingle the Elf. Tingle? Twinkle. I don't remember it. Tingle? (laughs) Tingle the Elf. I don't remember its name, um, but I was the elf who said, if you're naughty or nice. And I did the postmaster. No, I already said that. The town crier once. I hated that. And then I also helped with the mascot, which was the best because you got to sit in a box the whole time and not interact with people. (laughs) Wait, with the town crier. Yeah. Um, so they basically, you have to stand in the middle of the town and then tell people where things are. And so it's just a lot of drawing attention to yourself. And I hated that so much. Yeah, that so sounds terrible. I, wow. just, I didn't realize we were taking live questions from the audience. It's tinsel wheel. Tinsel! tinsel. <laughs> I like tinkle better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I don't think Santa Wonderland's going to want me back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I haven't been back since I grew into a freaking outlet mall. Yeah, that's fair. They're huge. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Tinkle the elf. Tinkle the elf. <laughs> so for, you did a lot of theater stuff considering how introverted you claim to be. Uh, listen, who I am on stage is very different than who I am in real life. <laughs> they're they're that's different. That's the whole point, though, right? Exactly. It's like an outlet. Uh, so have you ever worked the Renaissance circuit? No. It's like a character. They're circuit. a little too far out, and I didn't want to drive that every day, but I did consider it. But then I I didn't wanna I didn't wanna drive there. It's, you can camp out there. It's it's not just three days when you're working it, you're working the entire season. Yeah, but it's only on the weekends, isn't it? They have stuff during the middle of the week too. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. How someone who is so hardcore I only on son. Sundays. That's <laughs> <laughs> when kids are free. No, oh, they do good. stuff throughout the week, but well, it's, I know like with schools and stuff, but it's not like a Monday through it's not the public drunk fest that it yeah. is on the weekends no but i think they still have like in, like they were i don't remember one time they had like some private not private shows but they were having certain shows certain days of the week or something or another and then they would have some of the towns still open why are you looking at me like that well german town was never open well the <laughs> yeah. germans are still recovering from getting drunk the weekend before <laughs> yeah huh. yeah She's not as introverted as she seems or says. It's because she likes us. Yeah. Her emails were entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> I like them. So what's your favorite part about your position? Well. <laughs> I, us? I, it, oh, my honestly, God. Honestly, it is, it is the people that I get to work with um, because I genuinely enjoy having all the conversations that I do with you guys and getting to know you as people because I think we have a fun time. And that's one of the draws for staying around is because we do have such a good relationship that I'm like, I don't really want to leave. This is part of my social life because then when I go home, I don't have to find new things to do socially. So, yeah. Um, so I think it works out. I keep out. trying to explain that to Jamie. 
<laughs> Get it all out where it works. So when you go home, you shouldn't feel bad for resting. Exactly. Yeah, I think. <laughs> How does Shep feel about that? Um, she's more extroverted than I am, so she would prefer if we went out and did things. Who's Shep? My dog, oh. Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't research anything. <laughs> you are. You already just told me I would know things if I had Facebook, and I already told you I don't have false books. So you know, I'm gonna make it a, a just thing. on Instagram. I don't friend a lot of people, and I have a private account, mostly because I, I don't know why. I have a private one, and then I have a public one. I split them up. <laughs> Here's who one I want you to think I am. Yeah. Here's well, my the stage. private one is mostly my dog now, so it's That's not fantastic. Yeah. I do like people who create their own accounts for their dogs. Makes I, me laugh. I'm thinking about doing that. You should. I think I could monetize her, and I'm like. If you're going to live here, you need to start paying rent because you have an expensive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to advertise my dog. Okay, I'm going to clarify my comment because Peanut Gallery over here is about to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. It is a specific type of dog that I'm okay with them having their own account. It is not yeah, the princesses of the world. would have made fun of me. A hundred percent would have made fun of you. It's a specific type of dog. What yeah. type like, of dog? Like Holly, for example. I like what Holly does because she also like tries to promote things and she also follow you follow all their little rescue dogs she has. But no, these ones where we're gonna like show pictures and videos of our dog being in a photo shoot. No, thank you. No, thank you. I like the dog tricks. It's very entertaining for my children. Yeah. I'm okay with those. I have okay. a friend who has an account for her cat. Get off that soapbox. No, I'm not getting off my soapbox. <laughs> what? You went on your soapbox. Okay, I'm fine, I'm done. You're so mean. I don't want to do these anymore. <laughs> I'm glad I could be here for the end of an era. <laughs> to the end real fast after tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we got to do Julia's too. Yeah, but Dr. Ashley might just be too much for me. Might just be done. Might leave you to do it by yourself from now on. That's fine. <laughs> after Jamie just wrote this whole article about why we do them. <laughs> Well, did you see my answer? She screenshots. <laughs> I have opinions and people need to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Mine was because I was bored. It's COVID. Yeah, basically. Even though it started pre-COVID. Anyway, okay. You already asked her favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay. What direction do you hope to see the Bush School go in? I hope that it continues to be a place where people can kind of come together And where they're able to have these difficult conversations and they're able to create a spot where we can train people who want to go into public service into going into public service with kindness and with empathy and with a lot of knowledge and actual knowledge about how things function. Because there is a difference between kind of what people think the world is like and what the world is actually like. And in order to change the system, you have to understand the system. And so I think that the Bush School should continue to create these kind of experts that are well-versed in how things actually work. And this way they can then use that to create change for the better. Why are you looking at me like that? Why don't you work in recruitment? Yeah. I don't like to talk to people that much. That's kind of a big part of recruitment. That's fair. Well, I think one of the, one of the, just that you pointed on it, one of the hopes that I have for the college is that 
these practitioners or faculty members who come in have a much more open mind and open willingness to be more open dialogue in the classroom. Like I understand playing devil's advocate and making you really think and, you know, challenge the students as you go, but also Mm -hmm. not, I'm not saying this happens because obviously I've never sat in any classrooms that I didn't go to the Bush school, but I think just in general, even in a work environment, not making people feel like they're, their ideals or their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm having a hard time today. <laughs> Need more coffee. <laughs> um, anyway, just like their ideals that they are not, they don't, shouldn't be shunned for them. They should be able to have those open conversations yeah. and be able to still have the conversation and accept other people's opinions of things and not take so much stuff to heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's, but I think that also plays on, you know, you saying like knowing what the real world is and how it really operates so being able to have those conversations it becomes a lot more friendly yes yeah (laughs) yeah, sorry well i think lee said it best when she said assume positive intent Mm -hmm. and i think that's has a lot to do with things these days like people just assume you're coming at them in the worst way i mean because they are always (laughs) Always, always. Any <laughs> in <the> politics? <laughs> no, I agree. I think that um, this is a, this is a school that's politically driven, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean just the Bush School, university as a whole. Whoa, whoa! I'm just saying. Calm down. But that's but that down. comes. You can't. This, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Uh, I think that in general, people are trying their best, and that in general, they are working off of the assumptions and the knowledge that they have currently. And unless you're willing to challenge your own assumptions and your own knowledge and your own biases, you're never going to change for the better or the worse. I mean, if you want to, you can't always become a worse person too in with intention. Um, but you can't change other people's hearts and you can't change their minds if you just assume that they are doing what they're doing because they're full of malice. Most times people just don't understand the other side of the conversation and they're not willing to understand that side of the conversation. And you also can't change someone's mind if they're unwilling to have those conversations. Very well put. Thank you. can be applied anywhere. You know, two sides of every story. But is it only two? Well, but that's what I'm, I mean. Yes, what she's saying. That's what I'm getting at. Like, there's always everyone's perception of everything, which I know how much Jamie loves that word. But it is <laughs> your perception of what happens or transpires or conversations. Like, so many people are just willing to listen to respond and go straight on attack mode because of their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, I mean, like you said, they're not listening yeah. to learn. They're listening to respond. To be yeah. like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> not correct yeah i really think the bush schools should have a psychology class i think that would be interesting to help them Um, figure out how to i think that would be good for them especially those that want to go to the cia Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you should partner with the psychology department there you go dean welsh i give you an idea (laughs) you should join one of the committees nope i'm committed out (laughs) yeah they sent out that email and i was like i don't know there's enough of us. We only need one. Unless I'm voluntold, it's not happening. <laughs> That's fair. I've done enough committee work. Yeah. Nah. This is my committee work. <laughs> my opinions on recording. That's scary. Yep. Is there anything you'd like to share for anyone considering the Bush School, whether it's faculty, staff, or students? 
I think that the Bush School is genuinely trying to be the kind of place where people can come to, like we talked about, learn to have these kinds of discussions and where they are open to the idea of change. And I think that that is very important, especially in today's climate, because a lot of people kind of shut down when they hear about inclusivity or diversity or it was it was the e equity yes i did it um <laughs> and a all lot- the words we're not allowed to use anymore <laughs> yeah as a whole different conversation but i think that a lot of times people shut down when they hear that stuff and they're not willing to have the conversation about what does it actually mean and why is it actually important and why is having dialogue something that matters And I think that the Bush School is genuinely one of the places that is trying to have those kinds of conversations and that they are really making the effort to become a place that is more open to that. Um, I've already seen a huge difference from when I was a student here to as a staff member. The culture is changing. Now, with anything that is absolutely laden in bureaucracy, it takes a long time for changes to be implemented and it takes a long time for things to happen and progress. But I see it among the students, I see it among the staff, and I see it among the faculty and the administration where there are genuine efforts to come together to understand each other. It is messy and it doesn't always go the way that, you know, we want it to. And sometimes it can be very hurtful. But um, overall, I think that there is effort and effort matters a lot more than people think it does. So, yeah, I have a lot of hope. I really feel like she should be doing the Dean's down hall, town halls. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no, thank you. From the booth, we can just give her a microphone. <laughs> she the, the voice, the floating the voice head, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love that. The voice behind the curtain. Yeah, the voice behind the curtain. No, I think that's always been one of my biggest, like, I can have the conversations, but I'm always terrified I'm going to offend somebody and not purposefully do it. Yeah. That's always been my... See, that's where people should be assuming positive intent. Like, if you're there having the conversation, people shouldn't be quick to jump on you if you misspeak or if you address something incorrectly. Like, yeah. Assume there's, it's coming from a positive place of learning. Which can be hard whenever emotions get involved, Mm -hmm. especially when it's really passionate. And so being able to say, this is an important conversation to have. But I feel like we should step back right now and we need to create a different environment for us to have this or we need to take a break. We need to take a lap because it is clear that this is not going to be a productive conversation. It's about having the knowledge that this might not be something that's working right now, but it is something that needs to be addressed and don't shove it under a rug. Talk about it later when people have calmed down. I was going to say that's a very PC way of saying Calm down. Yeah, you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> so. Bring it down some. Yeah. Well, it's hard because if they, you know, if there's people who like, yeah, maybe when it's one-on-one, it's it's more difficult to do that when one is very passionate. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a group setting, I think some of that boils down to who's facilitating. Yes. Do they have the training and knowledge to be able to facilitate that in a different direction or say, all right, we're going to put, you know, white flag mm-hmm. in. Let's put a pen in it. Yep. Yeah. But Yeah. Mm-mm. And when you're talking about the psychology class, it, it did remind me um, as the theater, um, but as an actor, 
one of the things that I taught myself to do was to really watch and try to understand people because I think it made me a better actor because you really understand motivation and you understand intent and you understand body language and that stuff that I used to help me build characters and through acting I came to have a better understanding of how to read other people and I think that that's a skill that people need not just if you're going to do espionage. Sure. Um, but if you're going into anything that has to do with policy or bureaucracy or governance, you have to be able to understand and read the people across from you. And with moderation, that's one of the things that's very important is being able to see kind of what they're thinking and how their body is. Because if you can read them sooner, then you're able to kind of migrate the conversation before it explodes. Mm -hmm. And it's easier in smaller settings. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think that a psychology class has a lot more benefits than we think it does. Having an understanding of your fellow man, I guess. <laughs> woman. <laughs> I'm definitely. sorry, woman. <laughs> it's definitely helped me in the professional world mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and then obviously just having life experiences. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or at least learning from your life experiences instead that of forgetting the that they happened. Yeah. So who's your favorite, the Dean or Dr. Ashley? <laughs> well, I haven't spent time really with either of them. What? I see them briefly and we say hello. So, you know, I I like them both just fine. <laughs> Everyone, no one will pick a side. I don't understand it. We should do one. Before they, before they both leave and retire, we should do a poll. Well, who's your favorite? Yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, okay. I you? like them different for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, I I very much appreciate the fact that Doctor Ashley does not take himself very seriously. <laughs> like he can still do his job, still bring things to the college, but he just doesn't take himself very seriously. Um, one of the things I've always been impressed by with the dean is that he can meet you once and remember your name. Yeah, that terrifies me. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's it's something he's he's figured out tools that help him. Oh do yeah, that. no, it's a great skill to yeah. have. But I don't like looking in someone's eyes and knowing that they know things about me. So. <laughs> he's running private background checks on everyone. Why not? Well, and then the other great thing I very much enjoy about the dean is the fact that when he's talking to you, or having a conversation with you, he's present. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. not a lot of people that are able to do that. Even I suck at it. Um, the first time I met the dean uh, in a staff capacity tj was there i knocked over all the books on the table they domino felled and it was at an event memorial here. service a yes. memorial event yeah i was looking at the books was and this, this wasn't kenneth was it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i was looking at the books the dean was talking with somebody and i was just checking them out because i was like oh this is so cool i really admire dr portney and i just want to see you know like what he has here and then i tried to put it back and then Y'all set up the table like dominoes. And so all of them cascaded <laughs> around. So and I knew the dean was right there. So I was like, please don't look at me. Don't make eye. I was trying to put them up. And every time I put them up, they kept falling. And then TJ comes over and she just puts her hands on me. And she's like, you can go. It's okay. You don't have to stay here. Like, you just leave. Just leave. And I <laughs> you was like, just so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, this is why I don't leave my office. <laughs> and I had been on the job maybe like, what, two weeks at that point? <laughs> Yeah, so every time the dean and I have interacted, I have been very, uh, just, yeah, I think he remembers me for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know what? what? At least he's never bought you a domino set. 
That, I don't think I could take that <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> I don't think he's that cruel. Because <laughs> I was, it was just, all I remember is like struggling to put the books up and then looking up and then struggling to put the books up and then just falling. And it was like my seventh layer of hell. So I was, it was my nightmare. There were so many books. It was a lot of books yes. and all of them fell. Yeah. You set them up like a beautiful stack of dominoes. <laughs> Did you set them up really? <laughs> oh, I thought um, Marilyn and, and her no. daughter did. No, they were bringing him in. Yeah. And then thankfully, PCL brought their yeah, bookshelf books, things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. well, I could have saved a lot. <laughs> you could have saved me, but <laughs> it's too late for that. You should dress up as a domino for Halloween. Oh, no. Yes. Just, just. I'm really hoping. Just gather it. That he had forgotten it and he never listens to this. So he doesn't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> So the nervousness goes away. Just be grateful you don't have to do your performance evaluations with him. Mm-hmm. I am. Very much. They've gotten easier each year. <laughs> I at least know the expectations now. <laughs> I think. And then I walk up there and I'm like, what is he going to ask me? I forgot. Did I bring the information for this? Yeah. Yeah, it took me some time mm-hmm. not feeling so intimidated. But we actually hosted, um, when they were interviewing for the position, we actually hosted him and what, three, three other people? I believe there's three. So they had the staff, faculty, and a student like reception for them to all meet. Oh, wow. Like he was the only one that was just working his way around the room and I couldn't believe how much he remembered just from talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's genuinely a very impressive and you can tell he's good at his job. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for him. I don't envy him by any means. No, I don't ever <laughs> want his position. <laughs> yeah. Politics. Woohoo. <laughs> I think Dr. Ashley would be a great drinking buddy. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, You know what I really love to see is I'd really love to have a GoPro or a microphone on the golf cart when those two go play golf. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it would be funny. Well, I told you the first time I ever had a meeting with the dean and Dr. Ashley. Mm-hmm. It was after his first year here. I walked away from that meeting. I came back and I looked at Jamie. I was like, I feel like I was literally sitting in a frat house talking to the frat brothers talking to each other. <laughs> like they just, I mean, I've just told that story. Oh, no, it's times. like that when we do the podcast with both of them. Yeah. Like yeah. just like vibe off one of them. They're just like. One time I was walking fast and he was like, wow, that's an impressive gait. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't have good interactions with people. <laughs> that's why i don't leave my office oh man i'm gonna need one of your goals for next year right (laughs) no apologizing for things i'm not apologizing for it i'm just saying it happened sorry (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) it's like i'll I'll slow down just own it sorry You're, right. you're tall. You've got long legs. I, they're very long. And I was excited. So I was walking extra fast. <laughs> was it, was, it, to the, was it to the parking lot to get, like, to get home? I was, I was leaving one of the functions we had to come to over here. Oh, you had to come to. Uh, yeah. 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 It's okay. Yeah. It was that when Kelly left you? No, that was a completely different one, but I'm still mad at her for that. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. that downstairs area over there. I yeah. tell you, 
They're a hot mess. What? <laughs> they should move their offices over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is what I think should happen. We would get so much work done. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Between the hours of 8 and 12. Yes. Yeah. 9 and 1 and then, you know, after lunch. There is, nobody, there is nobody that works every minute of an eight-hour day. There's no That's way. what I've been telling people. And like, are they taking their laptop with them to the bathroom? I mean, like, <laughs> it's not happening. Listen, this brain is always thinking. Yeah, but you're not always thinking about work. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> not in the bathroom, but. You know. <laughs> if y'all are always thinking about work, I, yeah, y'all got problems. Y'all need to balance Thinking better. about new ways to irritate you. That, that You don't even have to think <laughs> about that. It just happens naturally. <laughs> Ask Jimmy. Sometimes I put thought into things. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, man. I guess that's why I'm in the corner in between everybody. I get it from one direction and then from the other direction. And then the peanut gallery across from me, the interns. Oh, Ruthann. You think she's not eavesdropping. No, no. She's then always you, listening. Then you hear a chuckle and it's like, oh, you heard all that? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so any fun things that Scowcroft is doing? We have a this. lot of events. Yes. So always. <laughs> After spring break, we have that one week after spring break. And then after that, we have about an event a week until the end of the semester. So, yep. go to Trying our website. See, seen lots we'll of look you. It up. Yeah, you will be seeing so much of me. I'm going to live here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Sadie will be seeing her the most. Probably. Yeah. 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 When I gave her one of your events. I said, I'm going to give you um, Cassandra. And she was like, okay. And I was like, she'll be great. She's still fairly new. Um, but she's got, you know, we like the ones who have a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have like, they don't deviate too much and it's great people to learn with because they try to make it fun. That's what I tell people. I'm like, listen, I like to keep my life simple and I want to keep everyone else's life simple. So we're going to do it the same way because I have too many of these events to make them too different. And so we're going to prop make a process. And if anyone needs to train anybody on it, Scowcroft events are the way to do it because I try to keep them easy for smooth running. And it's worked out so far. Yeah, so far. Seems like we have a good formula. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember the days before Zoom. Poor Kelly. Oh, man. (laughs) Does this person have a presentation? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Now, it was funny when I met with Elaine the other day and Dr. Taylor was in there. And she's like, well, we we need to run it like a Mossbacher event. And Elaine just looked at me. I was like, I'll send you the template. I know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like it, though. I like consistency. You know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm here for it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Out of your day. Yeah, this was fun. Hopefully this wasn't like part of your lunch break or anything like that. No. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm still going to eat lunch. You mm-hmm. should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to pick up my car from the dealer. No, from the mechanic shop. Yeah, because trust, I don't have the money for a new car. And so I'm going to pick up the car from the next shop. And then Kelly's going to come with me. We're going to split drive it back to my house because it's leaking so much oil, but we can't take it to that shop. So we have to take it to a different shop, even though we did the shop shuffle last week. So, like, I don't I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fun lunch break. I'm going to need you just to look at her car. I was going to say. TJ's a mechanic on the side. Oh, see if I had known this. She wears a lot of hats. <laughs> Would have saved me a lot of time last week. Y'all just see nobody comes and visits enough to know these things. I don't. That's fair. We call her the Jill of all trades. 
I do know that you you sewed me a Genji backpack and like <gasps> the thing was so days. cute. I'm gonna put it in my office so everyone can enjoy it. Right now he's just hanging up in my house so I can enjoy him. But I think everyone needs to. <laughs> well, she brought it to work. She was working on it one day during her lunch hour. I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "It's for Cassandra." I was like, "For what?" <laughs> I want it to be Mongo. I'm just kidding. I was like, "I don't know, but she needs it." <laughs> I'm super cute. He was yeah. great. Well, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week on Espresso Shot. Make sure to visit our website, apcc.tamu.edu, where you can subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an exciting show. While you're at it, if you enjoy the show, leave a review or comment, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Or if you're interested in being a guest, email us at apcc.tamu.edu. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.